What is going on, everybody? It's our first podcast of the year. It is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Hope everybody had a very merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. We heard a lot of that song last night in the Georgia TCU CFP National Championship in what turned out to be an absolute stinker of a final, the most lopsided bowl game in NCAA history, most lopsided final ever. And uh, we were really excited going into it. Andy was saying it had the potential to be an awesome game. And it turned out flat in the first five minutes. Joining me tonight is my brother Andy Finn and friend Wayne Peltz is back with us. He's going to give a little bit more input before he goes driving for the night. How are you guys doing this evening? That game was... I'm doing well. So... I, I, I watched the next hey, game. Hey, hey, hey all right. Uh, play, play the song again, because Georgia scored again. I mean... <laughs> can, you, can you play it again? Play it? Why'd you turn the song off? <laughs> it's it's playing. <laughs> I hear it. My grandson likes hearing that song. Thank you. <laughs> you know where it would suck to live? Is in Athens, Georgia, and hearing that bell ring <sighs> over and over and over and over. So think about how many times I heard the bell. They ring it once for every point, every time they score. At some point, there there had to be a pissed off citizen like, uncle, we get it. We're winning. Just tell the hunchback to give it a break. It's it's not Notre Dame, Andy. It's the University of Georgia Bulldogs. How about Are you not watching the game? They ring a bell. How about Uga 10 didn't make the, the trip? to uh, San Diego. No, 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 no. I'm not going to let you try to tell me I'm wrong. I'm not telling you you're wrong. You're telling me it's not Notre Dame. I get it. There's a little There's no hunchback. There. August in... 10. Okay, hold Okay, I'm admitting they, you're wrong. they didn't take the dog with them. I'll go 10, missed the national championship uh, because allegedly Bulldogs can't fly on planes because of breathing issues. The they dog put a mask on him. The dog would have died on the way there on on the plane. But wouldn't you Always think? Oh, you have time when they drive a dog. I mean, you would think that the mascot would make it to the national championship. Ugo Ten did not make it. Ugo Ten watched the game from home, and what, probably it, it slept. It wasn't even worth it. Like if I drove the dog out there to watch him win by sixty, what or fifty-seven points. <sighs> 52? I don't know. However many. I would have been pissed. Final score, 65-7. to seven. You guys, I took the game. I took the game, TCU, and the points, and then I took the over. The over was 63 when I got it. Georgia hit the over on their own. On their own. That's this not saying much. The other team only scored seven. They contributed. No, <laughs> not the, really. Can we, can we, like... We're going to segue into the future of the college football playoff because I had guys at work today, one of them a collegiate football player, 
saying the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve should just be eliminated from CFP forever. They haven't been relevant in the college football playoff in forever. I mean, what Nebraska, Oklahoma, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, but now we've had a system here for a few years and a system that's going to be in place next year, one more year, where four teams are named. But starting in 2024, the selection committee will take the six highest-ranked conference champions and then the next six highest-ranked teams. The four highest-ranked conference champions champions will earn a, a top seed and a bye. The other eight teams will play in the first round with the higher seeds hosting on campus or at another site of their choice if they if they feel the need. The first round would start like December 21st, and then um, they would play it out. Perfect. The you first the, the four, four core final games and semifinal games will play at the Bulls on a rotational basis. So like 2024, it looks like Fiesta, Peach, Rose, and Sugar will be the uh, core finals. Cotton and Orange will be the semifinals. Then the national championships, the national championship. So I can talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I love it. You know why? Because I get I get more college football, and I love that. It's the best sport out there, and if anything, it eliminates the sitting out of best players. Because those guys that now you know, if you weren't in the national title game, you were sitting out. If you weren't in the playoffs, you were sitting out. Guess what? You're a top twelve team now. You're playing. Right, there's no reason. You still have a chance, which is awesome. So it's great for everybody. You never know what's going to happen. You could have someone like a Tulane, and you know I've harped on them and been big, big, huge advocate of them all year. But they beat USC, who was what, number six? Maybe? I don't know. Who who knows what could happen in, in all these bowl games? But uh, I'll allow it. I'd love to continue seeing it happen. This year, nobody was competing with Georgia. Right. No, Nobody was going to beat them. They, they, they were the juggernaut. You know, they lost, what, five first-rounders last year. Probably going to have a good amount of first-rounders this year again. We might see a little bit of a step back, but they'll be back in the playoff, no doubt. What did, um, what did you think, Andy, of the final rankings that that came out today look i called tcu a fraud when they lost to kansas state someone was posting about it on facebook like tcu still belongs to the playoff i was like no they got exposed they barely won the, you know they squeaked past baylor they were in close games kansas state exposed them they were a fraud all year and then they they, they played the typical michigan team in the college football playoff, which was a garbage team. Jim Harbaugh doesn't know how to coach these guys when it comes to college football playoff time. So they got in a shootout and they ended up winning. And then they, they played a team that is an, a real playoff team. And they got routed. Had they played Alabama, who could have been a four seed. Right. You know, Alabama, Georgia. But if TCU draws Alabama somehow round one, that same thing happens. Right. They're blown up by 50 plus points. And, you know, I I don't know. I, I think that the bigger format 
you're going to avoid a a Georgia Ohio State first round matchup. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. so these I teams. Think that's what they're trying to get away from. Right. So at least like maybe the semifinals are more relevant because although we had two exciting semifinals, this this final was just this I'm gonna say it's the worst one of my life. The final? See, Absolutely. The first round it's was someone that amazing. never watched oh sorry. No, 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 you're good. The first round was amazing. Oh. I thought we were gonna get such great I thought we were gonna get a shootout. In the, the the final game, we got screwed up for one team, but the other team forgot their gun at home. As a Go person ahead. that doesn't watch college football at all, as somebody that has a fresh look at it, and by the way, it's not anywhere near the best sport. In my mind, it's one of the worst ever, and it's proven to me just by yeah the other day about a fifty-eight point final game. I've never seen any game decided like that in my life. I don't think. And the NFL anywhere near of that magnitude. Um, I don't know anything about it. And you guys telling me that this now I don't get no I know no I know Uga now stands for Georgia, which I just recently found out shows how much I know about college football. I don't watch any of the games, but I did watch that game to a point because it was on the TV at the New Year's Eve party I was at, hosted by our own Will Finn. Great time, by the way. Um, that game was decided by a field goal. This team that sounds like they were juggernauts of football, that in my mind, they should have lost. A field goal was missed. Not, they didn't win by 30. They didn't win by 58. They, they won by one. I, I don't know how good this team is, but it didn't seem like they're that good if they won by, in my eyes, a little bit luck. Extending it, fine, I'm okay with it, but college football's been around for 100-plus years. How are they now just figuring out that they want to do this? Seems like they're just kind of stupid, right? I, I that part to me is the the mystery behind the whole thing that you're gonna still have the same teams, Georgia, Ohio State. They're they're gonna be there. Your Alabama is gonna be there. Whoever from the Big Twelve and the ACC is the best team that year, the, they'll be there. And then your two lanes of the world, like geez, Tulane. I I had no idea, Andy, that they ended up today uh, number nine, and that's huge for that yeah. program because. I mean, I didn't know. I knew Tulane had a baseball. I knew they had a basketball. I didn't know they had a football team. Like, in their top 10 in the country. Biggest turnaround in college football history, by the way. That's 2 and a, 10 to uh, what? 11 and 2? That's impressive. And a big win over uh, USC. Uh, closing out on college football. Because I think it was just, it's so much of a downer. We were excited to talk about it, and then it just really wasn't anything. Uh, Brad Clement, our second annual winner of our Capital One College Bowl Pick'em Challenge. Congratulations to Brad. We're going to be getting him his jersey here shortly. Uh, moving on, though, we're going to do a little bit of a preview for the Wild Card Weekend, which is. Wayne, we just talked about how bad Monday Monday night was last night. Wild Card Weekend is amazing. You're going to get six awesome games Saturday to to Monday night. All day, uh, I'm sorry, not all day Saturday, but you'll 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 kick off at four four thirty. Um, but six games separated. Uh, it's a long three days. Anybody there? I'm excited for, for, for playoff football. 
So I, how do you guys want to approach talking about these? Should I dare open the spreads, or do you just want to talk about the games in general? Do you want to talk about... We can start off Saturday. Let's let's try to keep it short each game. Yeah. Give your quick hits and let's let's do let's do quick hits and then um just because this is we always say it's gonna be a short podcast. This one really is going to be short. Let's take a look at a couple of the, the futures for future bets because I'm I'm gonna place one more. Uh anyways, starting off Saturday, we're gonna do quick hitters. We'll go Andy Wayne and then I'll give my pick. These picks are not official. Andy, we did just under 50% last year, or maybe 40% or so in the playoffs when we did 60% in the regular season. I've not tallied up the regular season just yet. However, as you're all aware, we had a very, very, very cold start to this year where we were the 30 30 or four, uh, under 40%. Don't talk about our losses. We rebounded. We're, we're, That's fine. We ended good. off very, very, very strong. Near a 70% clip the last couple weeks, which is just amazing. Uh, quick hits. The official pick will end up being on Twitter, at Tailgoats. I'll try, with the playoffs being back, I'll try to get them on the Instagram stories as well. As always, I'm going to update the Discord link. Join the Discord so you can talk the picks. It's it's imperative. The Discord right now is scorching, scorching hot in college college basketball. Big shout out to Ken. He's been amazing. Um, but I'll get the link in the bio for the updated Discord link. 4.30 Saturday, January 14th. This line has had some movement with money coming in on the Seahawks. The Seahawks 9-8 and eight, uh, on the road taking on the 49ers. The 49ers are favored by nine and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing without hitting the desk here so hard that I look at the preseason and there's no way in hell I ever would have thought that the Seahawks would make the playoffs given their 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 team situation whatsoever. And they're nine and eight. I, I, I sorry Anton, I fucking hate the Browns. Go ahead. I'll, I mean, I'll go. You give me Geno Smith straight out of West Virginia, and you're like, yeah, I think the Seahawks can do this. You give me Geno Smith seven or eight years later after being on, what, the Giants, the Jets, uh, Ravens? Is that his other team? Regardless, and the Seahawks being his fourth team, you go, ah, they're not making the playoffs. They're here, but, man, do I like what Brock Purdy is doing. I think the Giants win. I hate to do this. I think the Seahawks can cover nine and a half. I just think they're that underdog team. I might even think the Seahawks somehow figure out a way to win this game. But I'm going to stick with 49ers winning Seahawks cover. Wayne? I got got 49ers, uh, and I don't think it's close. I think see I think uh, Seahawks suck. I think Geno Smith's a fake, and I think the idea of them getting McCafferty in midseason, I think it was a huge, I, uh, not even a risk, just the idea of getting a guy that you recognize as a superstar and putting him on a team now where they can be quarterback by committee with this guy. And I think that they roll. I think they're a scary team when it comes down to it now. Yeah, I like Brock. Shanahan's just been a genius everywhere. Uh, I'm glad he's found a home in 49er land. Andy, I'm sorry. I like over. I like the over, though. Like, if you're going to take the, the over, is 43. I like that. Um, That's fine. I, I'm with 
I'm with Wayne here. I think that the 49ers route, um, nine and a half. There's money coming in on the Seahawks. I'm ignoring it. The line opened at 10. Uh, but like I said, we're just talking about the games out loud right now. The official pick will be on Twitter. 8-15, the 10-7 Chargers on the road going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Chargers are favored by a point. Before I say anything, I do have a preseason uh, future on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl, which I'm not proud of because it was plus 1,200, and now they're plus 2,400. <laughs> Wait, I'll, I'll go first. One first. Um, I also have a lot of preseason bets on Herbert before the season. I had him for MVP. I had him for like even most touchdowns. And I also had a bet against Lawrence for most interceptions. So it sounds like I'm a big hater. Coming to this game, I think it's going to be one of the best games in the playoff for opening day. It's going to be awesome. I think this game's going to be close. I have Jacksonville winning it. Um, Trevor Lawrence has made me a believer. I think the guy is turning things around there, and I think that that city is ready to win. Uh, I'm with Wayne, and you use the term turnaround, and that's Evan Ingram, and that's all he's done joining the Jacksonville Jaguars is he's turned his career completely around. He was supposed to be this guy with the Giants. He just wasn't that. Like They weren't there to use Ingram the way he was supposed to be used, and they figured that out down in Jacksonville. The reason that I'm taking Jacksonville is this is a cross-country trip for the Chargers, and you're going into a thirsty Jacksonville crowd. Like, they're pumped down there. You know, they're division champs. They're getting this home game. Probably their only home game of the playoffs in the wild card. I just love the Jags here. You guys kind of are putting me in a tough spot because I think I think the Chargers are going to win this game, but you've brought up a lot of solid points. Um, okay, man, you can take your mind. I like. I want to hear it. Well, I'm invested in Chargers. You're you're more invested. Um, I I think that the now my bats are dead. Oh, okay. Um, my Super Bowl team's still in it, though. I. I think the Chargers are right there. I think that if this is such a bad take, I think that if, if they were really ready for this week, they really would have put away the Titans against Josh Dobbs, and Josh Dobbs played his ass off. But there were a few mis- a few key turnovers that I thought that that game should have turned into a blowout, and it just wasn't. Um, God damn, I don't want to go against you guys here. I have this weird feeling that the the Chargers are going to make a run. There's two teams I think are going to make the run. I think the Chargers and the 49ers are both going to make a run. But, hey, I'm typically wrong when it comes to these things. Uh, You know what? Well, before you make your pick, I'm going to say it comes down to coaching here. And you have Doug Peterson. He's won it. who, Who took an Urban Meyer team that had the wrong coach. Had the absolute wrong coach in the situation, and they brought in exactly who they needed. They brought in what Sean Payton could be to a future team, right? And he took over. And he, I, I remember you, you did the schedule game with me earlier in the year, and I said, if you look back, I said Jags are going to be playoff contenders. 
I yeah. might have even said they were division champs. And that's what Doug Peterson brought to this team. The right coach with the right scheme and the right players. It's the perfect fit right now. Oh, my God. I'll this eat, is you Wayne, you're crow. right. This I will, I will eat crow if I'm wrong. You don't eat a crow. All right. Uh you guys are I, I'm typically on the wrong side of these. Um I'm seeing you can get even money on the money line right now for the Jaguars, uh, or plus one, obviously. Over under is forty seven and a half. Uh, you guys have the vote, so it's it's the Jaguars. I'll I'll revisit this Saturday and uh, we'll put the official pick out. But it sounds like you guys are pretty much dead set on it. Sunday we get a full slate of a one o'clock four oh, it looks like a four forty game and then eight fifteen. Kicking things off, a lot of people's Super Bowl favorites. I know Wayne's not high on them making the the run. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. now the storyline is there for the Buffalo Bills. They're nine-point favorites versus the Mike McDaniel and the Miami uh, Dolphins. I have no idea if Tua is even practicing right now or what's going on down there. That's been a relative mess the whole year. Andy, you can lead this one off. Yeah, it's... At nine point, I, I, they, they've played twice already this year and split, I believe. I'm going to go back and look. but Yeah, last game was Miami going to Buffalo, and they lost, uh, lost by three, 32-29. You know, Dolphins are coming off of a win against the Jets to get into the playoffs. Ugly one. Um, yeah, very ugly one. Buffalo obviously coming off of... One by five. Uh, Emotion. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I was saying ugly one. Like, yeah, lost was... by three. Oh yeah, they won by five because of a safety at the end of the game. Yeah, I had money. I, I had minus three and a half. I was the only reason I knew that because I turned yeah. it off and didn't know they got it. <laughs> but Buffalo coming off of obviously emotional win against the the Patriots, and prior to that, won their previous four. They're playing great football right now. I don't think the Dolphins really know what's going on. They finished the season like two and eight or something really bad. Well, you, I can get well, back to that, but no, 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 you, no, no, no. They had a five game losing streak where they lost to the 49ers, Chargers, Bills, Packers, Patriots. Uh, and obviously they, they didn't do, they looked like trash against the, the 49ers and Chargers. And I mean, they beat us, but they beat the, yeah. Yeah, schedule. I'll go back to the last good win being against the, at Detroit week eight, October 30th. That's their last good win. Right. So I, I'm not putting any stock in them. Uh, Sorry, Taylor. What's your pick here? Nine points still a lot for a playoff game. Uh, Bills played with a lot of motivation at home. Yep. I think uh, they cover. Wayne? Well, um, the last time I was on your podcast, uh, we talked about my uh, about Super Bowl bets and futures, and I said that um, for me, I don't like betting on like teams like the Chiefs and stuff, just because like you don't profit anything if you're right. So you got to have someone with some, you know, some numbers behind it, you know, where it's worth your worth your money. So I had my money on Dolphins, um, and they barely got in. They probably, I honestly shouldn't have got in, but now they are in. So I'm back on board. I'm gonna go Dolphins win. Um, I still like them. I still think that their receivers are impossible to catch. And if you 
in a perfect storm, they're like the Chiefs. It's just a matter of, I do not like that backup quarterback. Uh, that guy looks like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing out there. And it's, you know, it's obvious that they, you, they could use Tua. And I'm not a Tua fan, but he's much better than, uh, God, I can't even believe his name. It starts with an S, his last name, I think. Does anyone even know who this guy is? The, um, the Dolphins, you're talking about the Dolphins backup quarterback? Dolphins, yeah. They have Teddy and they have Skylar Thompson. Skyler Thompson, yeah, right. that guy. That guy's that guy sucks. That's not for me. <laughs> I, I, I love know, the no, I love I the combo of of Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Trent Sherfield. I I love love them. There's a lot of speed there. Mm-hmm. I like their back too. Well, they have Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I like them both. I think they're I think the team can win. They, I'm gonna say Dolphins cover. Underrated move win. adding Bradley Chubb to this year. On the defensive side of the ball. Wow. All right. Well, if you think that they're going to outright win, plus 365 is a great money line. I say it's worth it. I think it's a divisional. It's a, it's a been a gigantic rivalry. Even when they've played and Dolphins have been kind of a question mark, the games have still been close. Right. I think Tua gets his shit together, and I think he's going to be out there um, at 1 o'clock. Bold. You're sold, Andy? No, I said too cold up there. Oh, yeah, that that weekend <laughs> was twenty seven degrees. When I was there last yeah. year, it was minus five for that Patriots game. Tickets were fifty bucks to a freaking playoff game, and they were good tickets. Shout out to the Bills Mafia House for having me up there. I'm not coming this year. There's you can't I couldn't you can't do that twice. Uh, Giants nine seven one on the road. Uh oh, it's after one o'clock for Minnesota Vikings. I guys, I'm taking this one. I, Kirk Cousins after one o'clock turns into a damn pumpkin. Uh, give me Dable on the road plus three. The time's up for the Giant uh, for the Vikings. It's over. Thirteen and four Blaine. is most fraudulent record in the NFL. Blaine, Ooh. I do feel uh, you're right in the idea that their record says a little better than the football that they put on the field. Hmm, tough call. Andy? You know, it's hard to go against one of those teams when they do find a way to win. You know, remember when, like, Tebow would come out there and you'd be like, this guy's terrible, this guy can't do anything, and then somehow they'd win the game. Last I'm going to take Minnesota. Um, I, just hate, be- I hate the only and, and it's only because like, they, they find a way to win. They've been winning games. Okay. That's, that's the only reason why. Not so fast. <laughs> My guy Danny Dimes is oh my God. finally in the playoffs. Oh, finally. And this weekend, not only is he going to cover, he's going to get his first playoff win, and he's going to send the Vikings to an 8-2 and two home record. Giants money line. They're doing it. They're winning. They're going to be the New York football Giants <sighs> at 430. They're going to make four cousins into that pumpkin he is. Man, we labeled him. A, I labeled him as a pumpkin, trying to just be nice. That was quick. Eight fifteen. This is another biggie. The Ravens ten and seven. I have no idea what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Twelve and four. Bengals. They're getting seven points at home. Joe Shiesty. Seven points is a lot. Do we have any word on on Lamar at all? Nobody knows what's going on. Wayne? I can tell you for a fact that I hate both these teams. 
I, 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 in the bottom of my heart, I wish that somehow happens in the game, but nobody wins. Wait, what's your but, take um, on what, what's your take on on Cleveland Browns fans that cheer for the Bengals? Um, I'm okay with that. I, I just had someone in my in my car earlier today that uh, had a Bengals shirt on, and I said, you know, as Browns fans, I was never mad at the Bengals. I was always mad at Steelers and Ravens for obvious reasons, right? But as far as Ravens as Bengals go, you know. When they usually got in there, I was rooting for them. Um, but I'm not a Burrow guy. Um, I don't think he's the legend everybody wants to, you know, give him credit for. We had that guy two years ago, and then one year later, you know, our guy is we, we shipped him off and told him to go play in, you know, for the Super and the Panthers. Uh, it appears Harbaugh says it's progressing to the point where he can get to practice sometime soon. And that he's uh, running a little bit. Oh, Jesus. He's playing. He's playing. He Man. wants to shock the world to be late. I'll make my pick. You know, the last team to beat the Bengals was who? The, probably the Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Jesus. That ain't happening this weekend. Give me the Bengals minus seven. Ravens are a joke. Two in, they're too injured. They're too injured. Oh, the Browns did beat the Bengals at near the end of the year too. Oh, I'm sorry, Browns beat the Ravens. Yeah. And then Monday, we gotta wait all night for Monday night football. This is a doozy. Uh the Cowboys on the road, not good. Tampa Bay getting two and a half points at home. Tom Brady getting two and a half in a playoff game at home. I think the last time that happened, he was in the Super Bowl. Andy? Bucks money line. <clears throat> this is gonna. I know. I, I I took a couple podcasts ago. I was like, ah, you know what? Dallas is gonna be Super Bowl contender. If you would have told me, yeah, they're gonna match up and have to go on the road to Tampa Bay and play them at home, I probably wouldn't have said that. I'm gonna take that back. Should have said it. I'm sorry, guys. I I really <laughs> apologize for like ever. Even thinking it and letting those words come out of my mouth, the Cowboys are never Super Bowl contenders. Dak Prescott is not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback in the playoffs. He's not a good quarterback on the road. He's not a good quarterback in the road on the playoffs. And he's got to go against Tom Brady on the road in the playoffs. Give me the bucks. Plus two and a half, huh? Okay. No, money line. Okay. Are are you on the train yet, Andy, of... of, uh... Oh, and Wayne too. That you're not supposed to take the points if you like the underdog in the NFL. You're supposed to take the money line because eighty percent of the time, once again this season, either the favorite covers or the the money line dog just outright or the dog outright wins. So you're giving money back to the casino by taking points. Correct. And it's done both ways. Yo, Wayne, you're you Wayne, you bet both actually, right? Yeah. What is your strategy there that it's kind of some insurance, but you also could get dumped on, right? Well a lot of like like the other day, like when you guys were watching your national championship and the Bucks were playing the Knicks and I think it's opened as like a plus three or so and it turned into a pick. Like, I remember going to that going, man, that's going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch this. And it really was. Every possession, it just changed, and it just turned down to the end, and the Bucks won. And I ended up 
putting a couple bucks on the box, but um, uh, it was one of those games where like I would have liked to have been at plus three because I think that would have mattered. Right. I think that it was going to be that close of a game. And if you think it's going to be that close a game, you know, three points can matter. I mean, West says Browns fans know that. How many times have we turned down three points? That, shit, I wish we'd have had those now, you know, like, in the, you know, in, later in the game. So sometimes I think it's, it's, it's effective. And especially if it's, you know, when you start getting eight, when it's a touchdown, because that, that plays a lot of factors. But yeah, um, it's hit or miss to me, depending on how I feel about the team. Sometimes I feel like the Lions are that awful that, you know, I'm like, man, I really just think they can win the game. Right. All right. I think I'm with you guys there. I think the Cowboys have a shot, but I'll probably take Tampa Bay money line. I would, for me, if, if it comes to Tampa Bay, and here's the thing about Tom Brady. Tom Brady does not scare defenders, just defenders, I should say. He scares offensive players, too. When he walks by linemen, when he walks by receivers, those guys look at him and say, you know who that was? That's the best football player of all time. If I play well today, if I catch every ball he throws at me, we're going to win the game. He instills fear right. and not just defending players. I'm with you. He's scared. Yeah, I, so I think that he puts the fear of, I better not fuck up or he's going to scream at me in the sidelines that, you know, that I'm a bad person and, you know, and the sound clip later on that's saying, why the fuck are you crying? We haven't done shit yet. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and, and you've seen those. Oh, my goodness there. Holy. 15th of profanity down. Ah! Well, you know, as an Don't athlete. Swear. I just, I got Antonis. I got Antonis clip out there from Angels in the Outfield. That was I a lot, Wayne. calling you an athlete. No, jeez. Go ahead. You know, you know, as someone that participated in sports, <sighs> that when it comes playoff time or it comes to championship kit time you get into a different mode and you get into like a must win the stakes are higher and that's tom brady using those stakes a seven-time super bowl champ at home and dak prescott who's been known to choke and now he's got to go on the road right and is tampa bay somewhere that's threatening to play on the road eh, not really but in the playoffs against tom brady yeah, yeah, that's probably not somewhere I really want to be. Right? Right. I'd hate to know what Tom Brady's must-win record is. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's scary good, you know, and I just, it doesn't, it's not going to take a win even to give him any more confidence. These guys got all the confidence to win in the, in the world, but let's say they go into that game and they win by seven-plus. Now you put confidence in those players next to them. Now you got a scary team again. Yeah. And they have won. It's not like these teams like, oh, what could? We've done it before. Well, guys, we did it. We kept the podcast short. We're only at 35 minutes. Hell of a job. I know, Wayne, you said you're going to go out driving tonight. We thank you for joining us tonight. Andy, always a pleasure having you on. Uh, That's it. That's it. I got nothing else. Guys, keep a lookout uh, in the Discord and on Twitter. There may be a pop-up challenge for the playoff. ESPN does an NFL Pick'em Challenge. 
we might throw something together depending on if they launch something. Right now, they currently do not have anything. It's still early in the week. Maybe Thursday or Friday they'll have something. I would, I'd be shocked if they don't. We'll give away another jersey or something like that. Um, the link, link to the Discord will be in the podcast description. That link expires after seven days because of the way Discord does things. But shout out to everybody in the Discord. It's been fun. There's a lot of winners to uh, winning picks in there. Wayne, any uh, before we go, because I you know you're on the apps. Anything jump out you bonus wise in the last couple days that you've seen on and uh, what what app? Um, in general, all of them, they all have something. And I know that um, uh, certain people are on, uh, you know, different apps that we've been on before this happened. And even if you are on those, in my mind, this, it's free money that they've been giving you. And as long as you're not a donkey and just, you know, dumping it away on you know, an oddball stuff, like, oh, I think, you know, TCU can, you know, win a game, you know. <laughs> Um, as long as you don't give it away, I think the the move is take take what they offer you. These deals where they come up and they say you know put five bucks and they give you two hundred. It's not it's not fool's gold. It's real, and you do have to bet through the money, and you do sometimes have to bet their like uh, you know it has to be four fifty dollar bets or four twenty dollar bets or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, take a money line, take a lock, take something that go and take their free money. Right. Like Cash out and get out of it, and just be like, "Hey, you, I'm like, thanks, MGM. You gave me eighty bucks for because why?" I go, and then every week, like I was just at Buffalo Wild, and they had a free insurance bet. Just if you sit down in there and make a bet, they give you twenty five dollars free insurance bet every week. And I'm like, and when insurance bet is this, you can bet twenty five dollars. If you win, great. If you lose, they give it back to you in a one time bet again. And you just, I'm like, and I don't. I rarely lose two in a row, so I'm like, okay, like if two must wins, I go, all right, let's take 25 on this. Wow, I can't believe I hit 25 on the Celtics tonight. They're playing a bunny, you know, like, a th- and you just take the money, right, right. And it seems like to me, like, and they're all doing it. MGM, Caesar, FanDuel, Sports, uh, uh, DraftKings, they all. There's a bunch of them. I've even seen some like ones that. Are uh, pick something. I don't even know what it is. You, don't, you deposit ten bucks, they give you fifty. I'm like, I don't even know who. You... Sure, I'm no allegiance to any of them at this moment, and I. But I do like the idea of yeah, give me the money. Awesome. I mean, I'll sit there with Wayne and Will. Get in the Discord. There is. I mean, Wayne wants to talk about free money. There's free money in the Discord. Yeah, some every once in a while people throw out some crazy things, but there's very good college basketball. That's where we're at right now. There's so much college basketball every single day. And we don't charge anybody. Discord. We don't charge no. anybody for it. It's free. Ken, I, I hope Ken listens. I will shout him out over and over. He went what four for four last night. Yes, I was, and I what I go. I went three and zero Sunday with I picked. I had three games I nailed down that I liked. And nailed them. There's free college basketball money in the Discord. Please, if you do anything, don't part. You don't even need to participate in any of our contests. Join the Discord. Make yourself some money legally in Ohio. Now, just join. Enjoy the fun. And plus, it's a it's a giant group chat of people that love watching sports. Right, and, and there's ways that you can mute notifications or 
just have it so that people notify you. I I have mine on because I want to know what's going on all the time, but um, just to kind of monitor what's going on. But you can mute all that stuff and just come when you're doing it. Brad Clement, no, that one. I'd leave it on. I know. Give me, give me all the updates. Yeah. I love it. Brad Clement just joined after, and he won the the college uh, football pick'em challenge, and he's been a beast allegedly on the the daily fantasy stuff, which uh, DraftKings the the you draft a team every day, and that stuff I know nothing about, and I'm looking forward to because he's a a guru with the the daily baseball drafts that are coming out. He's like, oh yeah, I got. I got like eight tabs open looking at the weather and the ballpark and lefty righty. So all that stuff's fun. Uh, it's free. And yeah, if you don't like it, leave, but the link, I'm going to have it uh, in the discord. Anything else guys? What a good episode. First one of the year. Uh, I'm a big NBA guy. I mean, to me, he's a big night. Welcome back. Steph Curry. That's right. He's I saw like, they were like 12 point favorites. He missed, the last, yeah. he missed like the last, like, you know, 10, 12 games. So, um, and uh, I have him on uh, a couple of my fantasy teams, so uh, that's been a big missing piece of mine. Obviously, can't talk NBA, anything right. else, but I'll talk Cavs right now. Donovan Mitchell, 71 points. We didn't, we didn't really touch on that. We didn't even say we anything. Podcast. But that was, to be in the building for that, the, cr- the crowd stuck around so long afterwards to watch the interview and you could only hear Donovan talking. Everyone was standing there silent. All they wanted to do was soak in everything Donovan wanted to head to like everything he was saying on the mic. They were loving it. They, I don't want to say we have our LeBron, but we have our new king of Cleveland right now in basketball, and that's Donovan Mitchell. And wow, what a trade that was! Let's let, no, let's stay on. Let's stay on because now. The talk about Evan Mobley and this like stunted development is a very, very good and, and, and not even necessarily a bad thing anymore. This pressure of him being some sort of unicorn and having to take massive steps forward in year two is no longer there. He doesn't have to be anything other than him and develop at his pace. There's no the the pressure's gone. No, am I wrong? We, you know, we saw this in the game against. Uh, what was our game after the Bulls? Who, who did we play? The seventy-one Donovan on Monday, and they came back the Wednesday Suns? against the Suns. Yes, and you know what happened? Last second, Donovan drives. Every player of the Suns converge under the hoop. On Donovan and who do you toss the ball out to for the game winning hoop? Evan Mobley. Right. Evan Mobley hit a he had, you know, a seven foot jumper, if we'll even call it a jumper. But everyone knows the role on this team. There's no like, yeah, this guy's gotta take over, this guy's gotta be our guy. Like any guy could be that night for the Cavs, right? Any guy could be that guy any night for the Cavs. And it's so fun to watch. And then we're going to get Ricky Rubio back here shortly. There's no point to rush him. Right. I mean, I love our trade for Mitchell. I do too. We're playing the Jazz tonight, which a lot of our old guys are on. Yeah. I I, I mean, Markkinen's got 13. Mitchell's got 25 right now. It's 49 the other night. I I saw that. 
I'm not going to lie. I was skeptical on the trade. I was like, man, we gave up so much for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, the dude just set a Cleveland record that's probably never going to be touched. Oh, it's... Oh, never. Like, the the dude, is, the dude is so excited to be here. And, like, the culture he's building around the team, it's just... I, I hope they... They make you know they make some good runs with them in the playoffs. I'm a diehard Houston Rockets fan. Um, the trade is very representative. Uh, it reminds me of the the trade that the Rockets made to get James Harden. We gave up a lot. We gave up even like four players, and we put a lot into this. And the guy wasn't even starting on his own team. You know, the guy was kind of like a role player next to Durant and Westbrook, and we gave up a lot and. He came out and balled like crazy. And even the general manager was like, what I thought I knew. If I knew we were getting this type of player, I go, I would have known going into that trade that we were, I'm like, we're getting the better deal. I would say that even though marketing's out there dropping 49 a game and, and you know, and at times you got Clarkson looking great. And I, admit, I used to really like Nance and Sexton showed signs of like, maybe he could be something great. We did well on this trade. Nobody would deny that. That we won this trade and we gave up a lot of good players. So I'm pumped to have this guy. I, I want to. This is. Uh, I'll say this well and I'll let you go. Okay. I've heard this is a win win trade. Both teams won on this. Um, you know, Mark and obviously the big. Everyone thought Sexton was kind of the big part of this trade. It's turned into the Mark and show on what he's doing out in Utah, which is great for them. The, the the Ajabi part, um, I wanted us to keep him just because he was, you know, I'm a Kansas fan. I saw we did a national championship. He hasn't developed into that guy yet. Maybe he will be at some point. I don't know. You know, he's only averaging under four points a game right now and one rebound. Maybe they're babying him. Who knows? But I think media calling it win-win. I think we are like the 60-40 win right now. I I mean, I, I think that the, the trade worked out for both teams. We haven't even mentioned the draft picks. They're obviously going to be near the end of the first round, um, but they, they still are. They're still uh, picks. Um, one thing I haven't heard mentioned on the radio or either of you guys uh, about the trade is everybody – a lot of people said stuff about what's going to happen to the Cavs defensively with now Garland plus Mitchell. Um, the Cavs num- are number one. <laughs> I, I, I bet you guys didn't know this. They're number one in the NBA in uh, opponents' uh, points per game. They're the number three point differential in the NBA. And it's an incredibly young team with some very good uh, veteran leadership. We haven't even said Kevin Love's name. The guy's name is he's going to be in the rafters when it's all said and done. They will retire his number. I I I I'll go to my grave defending Kevin Love after everything he went through at the end of the LeBron era into the start of the post LeBron era. The guy's the ultimate and consummate teammate. And uh, his presence in the clubhouse can't be understated. My favorite Cavalier, hands down. We hit. We didn't even mention him. LeBron. We, we didn't mention him. We've barely said anything about 
last year's All-Stars and Darius Garland and Jared Allen. I, I said it going into the year, and I tried to be very careful with this, that I said that the the Cavs are so incredibly balanced that I don't know what they're actually bad at. If if, if I was getting nitpicky, I, I, I we were so high on on Isaac Okoro, and I I just want so much more from him, and I want him to play. I want the the dude's working so hard. He's only twenty one. I'm begging for the Cavs not to give up on him in some sort of trade. I saw rumors today of uh, Hardaway Jr. coming to the Cavs. Yeah, involving Kevin Love. I can't do it. I cannot do that if trade. Kevin Love, if we trade Kevin Love, I'm I'm on suicide watch and I'm upset with the organization. Yeah, I, don't, I want that guy to retire a Cavalier. I at this point now, given where his contract is at, where he's at in his career, I I can't imagine him playing for another team. Oh my god, if they traded him this year. No, I don't want to hear the it's it's business thing. No, I I I, I can't. I can't stomach Indians that. do it all the time. I I'm not uh, commentating. Uh, I'll stop you. I'll stop you there. I think chemistry and NBA is probably the league that you need the most. Like on the court, you need the best chemistry, and you can't take Kevin Kevin Love out of that chemistry. You can't. Nope. So, uh, Wayne, so I'm you with don't... you. I'm on. I'm not saying that word, but I'm on watch yeah. as a fan. Yeah. I'd be I'd be um, devastated, and I it, 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 I mean, I thought this episode was over. We could, we could segue into heartbreaking trades that have happened in in this city's history, but I I don't know if I want to do that tonight because now I don't even want I don't want to go down that. It's good times in Cleveland. The Brown season's finally over. They got a grade of an F. I I, I they got rid of Joe Woods. They got rid of Genevin Clowney's done. I, I there was things on the radio today where they were talking about well they knew the season was thrown away so we weren't going to use Deshaun Watson to his strengths so we're going to put him out there and figure out what he's capable no he you were you know what he's capable of doing in Houston no this episode's keep gonna keep going because now I'm upset I I'm tired of everybody in Berea I'm tired of Haslam having his hands in everything I'm sick and I'm I'm sick and tired of Haslam thinking he's a football guy. He's not. Kevin Stefanski's gotta give up play calling. I love Flores to be here. Jared Mayo's also a great pick at defensive coordinator. This team, I, I'd love to say <laughs> I'd love to say that they're a couple players away. But they're not. This is a bad team that was so disorganized on defense at at crucial moments the whole season. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL at giving up big plays. They were one of the better offensive teams before Watson came in. They were one of the worst teams when Watson came in. There's a lot of ring rust there. I get it. But I'm going to say one thing, and I'm done talking about the Browns tonight. I swear to God, I'm going to mute myself. They took last place in the AFC North. That's now, I believe, two third place finishes, two third place finishes in the AFC North for Stefanski, and a last place finish. They're going to play 
every last place team in the a- AFC next year. There's no fucking excuse. I'm sorry, Anton. There's no fucking excuse next year. It's either make the playoffs or or fucking tear the whole thing up. I'm done. When you want me to My go? Thoughts. I can go. Uh, I'm, sure. I've been done for a while with the Stefanski thing. Done probably near the end of last season. Um, I'm disappointed when he turns down points. I think he's methodical. I think he's very by a book. He's he's readable, and teams know it, and we lose because of that. that I don't like him. That I'm dork, glad we're getting rid of our defender, our defense coach. That's fine. He's garbage. That dork in Miami embarrassed us, and Clowney even yeah. said it himself. Clowney or not Clowney, uh, Miles Garrett said it himself. He said it was as if McDaniel knew every single play we were calling. Sorry, Wayne. I, I, I'm going he's not, back. He's, he's not the only one, though. We we have a there's a book on us that is written, and it tells everybody what he's going to do before he does it. We're we're like that. The organization itself, I believe, is in disarray from head to toe. Bad decision making is from draft to picking personnel from players from giving quarter of a billion dollars to a guy that. You know, and it's bad choices and bad choices and bad choices. To me, it was easy to predict that we would be last, including to a team, to a quarterback that Kenny Pickett, and you got, everybody was like, oh, we have the better. Bursette's better than Sean Combs. sure. You're really it's cutting out here, Wayne. The worst the quarterback in the division. And going forward with Sean, I hope that I'm wrong in saying this, but. I'm not entirely sure that this guy is a top 10 the quarterback, and we paid him like he's a top three. Andy. So, uh, no, I'll, uh, I'll agree with a lot Wayne said. Watson, he's up there. Uh, I would give him a top five. But what we need is Stefanski to give up the play calling, and you need to hire Kevin Stefanski on the offensive coordinator side. No, not exactly Kevin Stefanski, but you need that guy that's ready to be a head coach that's an offensive coordinator that's dominant. As an OC in Minnesota, he was great. He he did phenomenal things, led a great offense, and that led him to being a head coach. But he thought he could, hey, I can hold on to play calling. No, it doesn't work in the NFL. you got to get your face out of the playbook, and you got to watch everything that's on the field. You cannot be a head coach calling plays. Hand that over to the offensive coordinator. That's why every team has that. Is Mike Tomlin doing that? No, he's not. And when's the last time Mike Tomlin's had a losing season? He no, hasn't. Never. Be a head coach. Put your ego aside. Get rid of the playbook. Let someone run it. If you want to give tips and advice on how they should run it and how you want your offense to run, perfect. Do it. But you cannot do that as a head coach in the NFL, this isn't college football. You're not an offensive coordinator anymore. Just get rid of the playbook. Be a head coach. Be a leader. And he's been far from that since he took over. We made the playoffs in 2020, the COVID year, because we were in the same spot. We were playing the last place teams in the AFC, and that's why we made the playoffs. And then we went up against better teams the next year thinking, yeah, we're going to stomp these guys. And we, we got a reality check. We got a reality check next year and the next year because our head coach isn't ready to be 
a head coach and an OC. Could he do it sometime? Sure. But if you want to call plays, demote yourself. Demote yourself from head coach and be like, you know what? I'm a great play caller. I'll be the offensive coordinator. But stupid decision-making is what cost the Browns so many points this year in so many games this year. They should be playing this weekend, and they're not. I'm pissed that I'm mad about this because the Browns are the last team in the city that I care about, but I care about them the most because it's football, and it's what we're all passionate about. We're a Brownstown. He gave us a hint of what he could be and what this team could be, and he's taken us so many steps back. We're wasting Nick Chubb. We've wasted Kareem Hunt. He's, I mean, I'm sure he's one foot out the door at this point, too. Jadavian Clowney, who cares at that point? You can get a defensive end out of college that's just as good. Playing, It doesn't matter who lines up against Miles Garrett. They're going to get sacks, and they're going to get after the quarterback because so much focus is on the other end of the line. Is this offseason where Hopkins is available? Yes, but the price is, is high. The they, they better pay it. I'm just, I, I don't know where our points well, are going to come. Uh, it's they, a, they're gonna pay. We don't have the draft capital. That doesn't matter. Figure it out. It, it has to be done because if we don't, we are, we're rolling out there with no offensive weapons and we're going to be losing some. Well, I'm uh, I'm sorry I did Joku, this. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp. And Joku has shown what he can do. Amari uh, Cooper's an absolute stud. Uh, he he is he is still Amari Cooper. Donovan Peoples Jones with Amari Cooper catching balls and Deshaun Watson thrown to him has become a good number two or good slot guy. I mean, is it coming to a point where you move in Joku? As well, he is like he's great at blocking, but do you just move him to a wide receiver and let Harrison Bryant be tight end, or do you move Harrison Bryant out and let him catch passes? Like you got two good get tight ends here in Cleveland, we can't run a two tight end set, can we? Although that's Kevin Stefanski's offense. That's that's more than that's more than good receivers in here. Donovan Peoples Jones is not a good receiver. Yes, he is. I know people. It's, no, I don't. I disagree. Okay. I think Amari Cooper is a good receiver. Um, But I believe that if we want to see his potential of what he can be, I think we need to put someone on the other side that is scary. I'm not scared by people. And our record is indication of that. And he doesn't, what did he, how is, what did he score? He didn't have a great year. And you can, you can't argue it on the idea of a quarterback by, you know, half a, you know, one and two. Um, I disagree. I don't think Peoples Jones is great. I think Cooper is because he was able to put up numbers with either one of them. So I see, you know, the signs. And obviously, before he even came with him, he was awesome. So he's a good. He he plays well. That's fine. But I'm done with Peoples Jones as well. And everyone can be mad at me, but I'd like to see us put somebody next to him that is a name, or at least somebody that has been proven in another city. Like Hopkins, that's why I want him. That could make us scary again, maybe, and then it justified the idea of us giving a quarter of a billion dollars to a guy. We got to give him the weapons. I'm with you in on that. If you're going to pay your quarterback, you got to give him weapons, you right? Know, and we and Peoples Jones is not a weapon, right? It's not a weapon to justify that kind of money for our quarterback. That's why I think you got to go out there and get, a, get yourself. 
a monster receiver. And he's the guy that makes sense to me. You know, and we've had this, like, MO of getting, like, these, like, washed-up guys, like, you know, over the years of our, whether you get Dwayne Bowe or Andre Risen, Odell Beckham, and then we turn them into these guys that are shallow. They were even last year. Even Jarvis Landry. Right. And that's why I need somebody that's not a shell. We need a prolific stud. And if you had, I'm like, if you had those two, now you're going to see really what Ninjoku, I think. Then you'll see him with Brian do the check down guy. Those guys are going to be great then because they become scary. And we obviously got to keep Chubb. Hunt's gone. He's out the door. We're going to lose Clowney, so our defense will suffer. And we're already looking worse than we next year than we are now. Than we were. I think that they need to make a huge splash, and I think it's on the offensive side because we put so much money into it. And if they don't, I think we become very average football again. And that's not what we want. And that's not. And that's what I'm saying. But that's not what we. We have we have the one of the highest paid players in the league. We're not supposed to be average. I'm I'm down on Browns. I've been down on them all this year, and I have no reason to be higher on them. And I hope that in the off season I, I I'm revitalized and I come back strong. But my my bets of us finishing last place, my and my bets of us getting under eight wins, yeah, those hit. I can't believe you're under hit. I I knew I told you it was going to be close. I didn't know you got eight and a half right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it, I, I thought Vegas eight wins, nine wins. I got yeah. a lot of shit for when I played the schedule game, and I I said I had us at nine or ten wins, and everybody's like, this this schedule. And we all said, oh, they got they have to start four and zero. They had to start four and zero. They were lucky to be a one, and they they got one and fours, and they won in three, and they were lucky to get that. They won it by a last-second field goal. Cade York, oh, Cade York hit it, what, 62 yard or something like that? Jesus. We almost, we almost put a statue up on them the next day. <laughs> All right, Wayne, go. we're at an hour. Wayne, go drive. Thank you so much. Wayne, you're always welcome, man. You you always say, well, I don't know what I'll be able to say. You gave still good college football content because you don't. You admittedly don't know enough about it, but you no, still, you're still good content. Andy, thank you so much. Again, we are going to close out. With our friend, Famous Jameis. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared.